When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, reporting from World Dairy Expo at the Alliant Energy Center in Madison. Jenny Wackershauser joins us. She's an agent broker with Everag, that's E-V-E-R dot A-G. Her message for dairy producers today is that right now is the time window to buy feed. We've had basically three really rough years for dairymen who need to buy their feed. So we've seen some historically high pricing on soybean milk, corn especially, um, coming off both um, poor growing seasons in the U.S. as well as the Russia-Ukraine war has greatly affected uh, soybean markets, corn, wheat. And then South America is coming off of a three-year drought. So as we move into this time of year, we're starting to see a bit of a break in our commodity markets in general, and a lot of that has been softness in funds. They've, with the a lot of times, the investment fund side of our business tends to look at commodities as a hedge for inflation. We're now starting to see where inflation is peaking out. They're being a less aggressive buyer hedging themselves against inflation. What we've seen that is that's taken some of the buyer out of our commodities, which is giving those grain buyers, feed buyers, an opportunity to see their seasonality lows. This tends to be when we start to see lows in corn or soybean meal for the season, partially because this is also busy harvest season. So a lot of the players within that market are more quiet this time of year, and we tend to see some softness. So this, we have been working a lot with our dairymen who have not bought during other dips this year to make sure they're not passing by this opportunity. So when you talk feed and we look at feed, a lot of it is seasonality, and we help them um, manage their feed costs using the CME, using um, local cash markets, and monitoring both the local basis, so what does corn or soybean meal cost delivered to your farm, but also what we're seeing on that global market. We're moving into planting season in South America, which also affects our winter price more than us because we're done with harvest for winter. So a lot of times what we see is more of a South America weather market as we move into November and December, which affects the U.S., prices, but not necessarily, we already know what our crop is. And so guys get very busy this time of year. So part part of what we bring to dairymen is let's make sure we're talking through this and grabbing the prices that are in front of us. So a month from now, we don't regret missing that dip that we see to, seem to get here early October of every year. But how long is this going to last? The, this opportunity, how long does the window last? Traditionally, usually through by the end of this first or second week of October, we tend to start to see a rally in soybeans and soybean meal that goes along with the South American crop. They're planting right now. They are still dry in many areas of Argentina. Southern Brazil is seeing some moisture, but almost too much moisture. So they're seeing a little bit of a delay to planting. And if they don't start to see an an improvement in moisture, you're talking about more stress on those. So that will drive that soybean price and therefore soybean meal higher as we move through their their traditional growing season, which is October, November into January, February, March. So we tend to see this is probably about our last look at probably lows of the year. So it's a good window to be talking to those suppliers, getting your soybean meal, your canola, your linseed meal, those other byproducts based off soybean meal taken care of, and getting things set up for 
your winter needs so that you're not riding those big swings we tend we can see in soybean meal so it's that time of year that we try to concentrate on that corn is a little more um has less chance of a big move higher into winter again unless we see a big stress coming into south american crop and really as we talk to guys who have started corn silage in the upper midwest um some of the more southern tier guys who are starting on dry corn really yields have been pleasantly better than expected which makes us question the usda's yield at like a 173 right now is where usda has our national yield pegged um is a more realistic number so as we continue to see corn have good yield numbers out of the u.s that takes stress off that and keeps us at a balance sheet that's well over two billion bushels that's an abundant balance sheet that should keep that pressure for a dairyman off of running exceptionally higher for our friends the grain farmer not a great outlook for them because then of course that means we're going to revert back to unfortunately prices that can sometimes be below their inputs jenny we talk about the south american crop what is their overall outlook now that that crop's getting into the ground and why do we care so much remind us why what they're doing in south america matters for our commodity prices here in the u.s so they are estimating right now to have a record crop planted. So they will tend to have a little bit more variable weather than we do sometimes in the U.S. But and they also it's a very long country or very long continent. So think of the U.S. kind of flipped on its side. You're going to have a very big weather variation from north to south. So their growing season can be stretched out. We have parts of Brazil that can do two crops. So they do they do soybeans first and follow it up with corn that they plant in January or February. Our biggest competition with Brazil and Argentina is the export market. Traditionally, the first place that China and a lot of countries that need to bring in corn and soybeans, their first place they shop at is Brazil and Argentina. Brazil's mostly soybeans. Argentina's more soybean meal. And then we are their backup. So if they start to have issues, then that's when we start to see China and Middle Eastern countries and other places that traditionally start there because they're a cheaper place for them to get grain, they start coming into the U.S. So then that affects our good old supply and demand market. We're getting extra demand to come into the U.S. marketplace, which pulls grain away from farmers or dairymen, livestock producers, ethanol plants, our traditional buyers of corn in the U.S. that pulls that into export markets and therefore lifts our price. So we keep a close eye on that this time of year so that we can help gauge where that risk lies for dairymen on their price going higher. And Jenny, agriculture, it's so cyclical, right? And so you can expect similar trends maybe every year. But is there anything that, that throws a wrench into that routine? What are some of those risks that stick out where what you typically do every year might, might get thrown off? This year we're seeing it's a lot more macroeconomic things. So we're, we're looking more and more at, as again, like I talked about, the funds pulling back, the price of our dollar rising. You know, we saw the Speaker of the House voting yesterday so we're going to have some upheaval now going into the extension we thought we also were going to have a shutdown possibly this week so all of those things also help factor into what we watch in the markets is what is the other economic factors rising crude oil prices and diesel fuel that's going to affect inputs pressure when we start looking at even corn versus soybeans so there's a a ratio there we keep our eye on because that's going to affect what does the U.S. grain farmer plant next spring? So are we going to see more soybean acres or are we going to see more corn acres? So our biggest upheaval we've had the last few years has been a major grain-producing country in Ukraine 
going to war. And so now you're talking about countries who traditionally get a lot of their grains out of they're the breadbasket of Europe and they're not available. Do they come to us? Do they come to Brazil? And so those are the things we try to keep our eye on and make sure we're also keeping in front of our dairyman clients, our grain clients of this is where our risk lies as we look into next year. And and do we be patient? Do we go in and do things? Or do we use the CME and hedge some of that risk for guys? So yeah, we constantly are watching all of those kind of other market places that maybe, you know, a busy farmer on the farm doesn't get every day to kind of watch the news. We'll, we'll bring that stuff up to him because it's, it's things we keep our eye on because it can have big impacts on, on the U.S. grain price or the U.S. milk price that nobody saw coming. Jenny Wackershower along with us, an agent broker at Everag. They've got an expansive support staff that's easy to get a hold of if you want help navigating today's agricultural markets. You can find them online at everag. For the Midwest Farm Report and from World Dairy Expo in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff.